0: I'm C.J. Layton, coming to you from inside the Phantom Radio studio, home of the premier radio bowling talk show. PBA Hall of Famer Len Nicholson was instrumental in developing the PBA Lane Maintenance Program in 1971, which is still referred to today. He was a founding member of the Bowling Foundation, which was created to find solutions to scoring issues in bowling. He was also a recipient of the bowling industry's Flowers for the Living Award and the John Davis Award in recognition for his contributions to this great sport. And with over 1,200 shows spanning 21 years, this may be the longest-running podcast in human history. So, Phantom fans, let's welcome our host, Len Nicholson, the Phantom.
1: Well, thank you, C.J., and a reminder that Phantom Radio is presented by the Kaggle Company the number one lane maintenance company in the world. For all of your lane maintenance needs, including 24-hour technical support, you can always rely on the Kaggle company. So go to kaggle.net. Well, Phantom fans, this week we have yet another very special guest to talk to as we continue to interview who's who in the world of bowling in each and every area of our great sport. And this week, we have a man that I'm very proud of. I lovingly say that he is an overnight sensation that has burst out of the scene as one of the very best in the world. And people wonder, where has this guy been? Well, his overnight sensationalism has taken 40 years of practice, study, gaining knowledge, learning ball reaction, learning oil patterns, knowing equipment knowing fundamentals, having a positive attitude in all parts of the game. As a youngster, he was a good player, having some success in Florida. He went to work for Kegel and learned as much as he could. He did various jobs at Kegel and became a lane man, doing lanes all over the world. So let's get him out here and learn more about Mr. John Janowitz. Hello, John and Welcome back to Phantom Radio. How's it going, Phantom?
0: Glad to glad to be back.
1: Well, it's good hearing your voice. I've been seeing your name all over the newspapers and internet. Uh, you you've taken the world by storm, and it was just a matter of time uh, that time was turning 50 years old. Uh, you came <laughs> out and you kicked butt right away. Uh, it's the greatest performances I've seen since way back in the early 70s when a guy named Mike Berlin came on and uh, he won a regional or two, then he won a tournament, and then he qualified for the tournament of champions, he won that. <laughs> he eventually went into the Hall of Fame. But you're right there with him, Bards. Congratulations.
0: Thanks. Thanks. Appreciate it, Phantom. Yeah, so far it's, uh, you yeah, know, turning 50 has been um Pretty good for me so far. Um, I kind of like bowling against people my own age, so it's uh, it's been nice. <laughs> well,
1: you were bowling against people your own age when you were a teenager. You were beating them, too, back in the day. I remember hearing all about you when you were coming up. But let's get back to the start of everything. Uh, who was your first coach? Uh, it, it, did he work with you? At, at what particular ages were, was your first coach there?
0: Now, uh, one of my first coaches was named uh, Rod Davis, and uh, he was from Michigan. He moved down to uh, to Merritt Island in the Brevard County, you know, in the uh, uh, qu- quite a few years ago. And I used to work with him a lot when I was probably like around 14, 15 years old. Uh, he was one of the first ones that I can remember that uh, really, you know, helped me with the physical game and uh, kind of got me, you know, kind of got me going in the right direction as far as that goes. Cool.
1: All right. So 14 or 15, you're just getting to be a little bit stronger, a little bit bigger. Well, did you get another coach certainly after that that you can remember?
0: Yeah, also around that same time, uh, Skip Tucker was also another one who really helped me out a lot because he ran the pro shop at uh, um, Shore Lane's Merritt Island. So, you know, I also, you know, when like when Rod wasn't around or uh, like I said, you know, I would you know, get a lot of ideas from him. And also that's kind of also where I learned, you know, he teach me how to, how to drill balls on the Gilmac and and, uh, you know, you know, taught me how to lay out balls. So he definitely helped me, you know, not just also in the physical, but, you know, helped me in uh, that part of the, uh, of bowling, you know, kind of learning more of like the pro shop and in the, in the equipment part of, uh of, you know, the technical side of, of bowling.
1: You know, you mentioned that word. I got the chills because Shore Island That's the very first place I met John Davis back in the fall of 1988. Mm. Yeah, we had a tournament there. And and, uh, Skip, his name was Skip, too, the manager of that place, uh, the owner, right? Yep, 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 Skip Hintz. Yep, he was proprietor then. Yep. Yep. When I went down there for the pre-tournament check, he says, there's a man that wants to show you his lane machine. Uh, We understand that you spray the lanes. And you have having problems with lane machines. He says he has one he'd like to show you. I said, I'll be glad to <laughs> meet him. I'll be glad to look at the machine. And John showed up and showed me this machine. And he had that passion in his eyes and his voice. And I fell in love with a man right then and there. And uh, we, we formed a great relationship. In fact, mm-hmm. he was a man that hired you and told me, yep, and yeah. that guy, he's got something special. And uh, <laughs> you certainly do, John. But anyway, uh, I don't want to get off that subject because I could talk about that for years and years. But <laughs> next question I have for you is a two-part question. Uh, part one: uh, What would you teach a youngster to physically work on first? Um. <clears throat> wow, that's a that's a good question.
0: Uh, I would say probably you know combination of to- timing and arm swing. Um, you know, that's, uh, I think like anything, you know, you need to be able to have balance, you know, once you release the ball, you need to be able to stay on, on one foot and be able to post the shot. I think for, you know, for optimum, you know, repeatability. So I would probably say that would be the one thing. And, um, probably with young players also, I'd probably teach them how to bowl with two hands. That would probably be the other
1: thing I'd be teaching them. (laughs) Yeah, that is, turns out to be a real habit nowadays. A lot of kids, they're starting out doing that. I I go down to the bowling center every couple of days, and uh, most of the kids are trying that. But uh, yeah, that's the thing of the future. It looks like. But okay, oh, no doubt. <laughs> There's more than one thing in bowling. Not only physical, but another big segment of the game is mental. Uh, what would you teach a kid to do mentally? Um,
0: <clears throat> well, definitely start reading books and and start understanding the mental game, you know, I mean, at a very young age, I mean, in your teens, I mean, for me, it was, uh, it wasn't really into my early thirties until I really kind of started, you know, really researching and, and understanding the mental game and how much that affects the physical. Cause you know, when I was young, I was so focused on physical, just trying to, you know, make sure my arm swings good, make sure I throw it good. And, and I did, but, uh, you know, the mental part was really what was holding me back. And I, it, it took me too long to figure that out. So, I mean, uh, you know, definitely learning that and also uh, you know, just believing in yourself. Yeah. You know, I mean, cause you know, if you, uh, um, you know, if you don't think you can win when you go into a tournament, then you probably won't, you know? So, I mean, it has to, that self-confidence has to start, you know, before, you know, you ever win in before you ever win anything, you know, cause uh, you, know, you can't wait until you, You know, you win the trophy and then you get self-confidence. You know, you have to to start before you
1: even, uh, you know, walk in the building. Well, that's a good point. You know, years and years ago, they had a survey. uh, What was the number one common denominator between all the superstars and all the different sports? And it wasn't strength. It wasn't speed. And there was one thing they were looking for, and they interviewed all kind of great players, uh, jockeys basketball players, football players, baseball players, blah, blah, blah. And one of the things that every one of them mentioned in their spare time, what their hobby was, and that was reading. And the psychiatrist took over and they analyzed what the reading did. And the reading was strengthening your mind. And the reading, you know, if you don't read well, you lose concentration, you can read a whole page and not know what the heck you read. But the concentration yep. part from reading—it's uh, your muscle, your your brain is like a muscle, and it retains anything and it puts in there. It doesn't care what you put in there; it keeps yep. it. And it's like your yep. bicep. If you want to get bigger biceps, you lift weights and and do curls and things like that. So the reading—that's yep. uh, very very important. Yeah, um, gym the gym for your brain basically. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow! Yeah, that's a. I like that saying. I'm going to use that from now on. I, I won't tell anybody I stole it from you, but I I will. <laughs> all right. Um, coming up, uh, I know we all look at a sport that we're, we're interested in, and we we look at people. If, you, if you're a young kid and you grew up in the far in the east, uh, you might like hockey. What kind of hockey player? Uh, what kind of football player? Uh, who were kind of your idols of bowling when you, when you were coming up? Um, I mean, the big three, you know,
0: by far were the the three that I, you know, Earl Anthony, Mark Roth, Marshall Holman. Uh, Those three were, you know, it seemed like one of them was always on TV all the time, you know, every week, every week on the tour. But uh, Marshall was actually the one that uh, was the one that I actually admired the most. And, uh, you know, I, I just loved how, how, how uh, steady his head was. You know all right through his approach and how balanced he was. You know, I, I always thought, you know, you know, that was the, the the part that really drew me that you know he could be that smooth and and still have that much power. So you know he was and you know and also, also uh you he was definitely uh entertaining to watch on TV whether he won or lost. So I mean uh, I think between all those that's uh, he was the one I I tended to to watch the most uh, when I was younger growing up.
1: Yeah, he certainly had a great game. You know, not only did he keep that head still, he had a really solid knee bend, and he never saw him fudge a shot. He came through everything. just like he meant it. Um, uh, you er, you mentioned Earl Anthony. It's kind of funny because that guy was a superstar uh, from day one. I remember watching him bowl. He was a he was a robot. Uh, people keep oh, yeah. oh even to this day they say oh, you helped Earl Anthony you know. One for you and the way you did the lanes. I said, Earl won the bowl of the year three times when I was doing the lanes. But then I left. He won it three more times. So who are you going to blame for his success when I was gone, you know? Yeah, yeah, exactly. (laughs) He he was awesome. All right. I got one more question for you, but I got to jump in a little bit and talk about my junior program that I started a, a few months ago. It's called the Phantom Radio Show Junior Bowling Club. And what we're doing is we're, we're passing along knowledge and information to kids. Uh, anybody under 18, uh, they join our club. And the best thing about our club is it's free. Uh, nothing's free nowadays except our club. Uh, all you got to do is sign up, let us know that you're alive. As soon as you sign up, we send you a prize. And every, every, uh, one of these interviews, we're going to talk about you kids. We're going to pass along some knowledge. and we, we want some publicity for you kids. Uh, I've been watching the juniors lately, the uh, last few years, in fact. i never seen so much enthusiasm, so much camaraderie. These kids are good, too, nowadays. I mean, they know more about bowling before they're tw- 10 years old than I knew my whole life just about. Uh, the funny thing is. <laughs> Uh, I was at a tournament over here in Sacramento about three months ago, and these two girls were averaging about 220. And I says, how old are you? Oh, I'm 12. How old are you? I'm 13. And they're rubbing their balls out with something. I go, what's that? Oh, that's Aberlaw. I got to get the right grid on my ball. I says, well, who drills your equipment? Oh, I do. What? They're 12 (laughs) years old. They're drilling their own stuff. You know, I started laughing. That's they said, great. "What's so What's so funny?" I said, "You know, Dick Weber and Billy Hardwick never knew how to draw a bowling ball. They're both in the Hall of Fame." So. <laughs> <laughs> the knowledge these kids uh, they portray is unbelievable. So, uh, we're going to dedicate yep. our time and and our passion toward the kids. Hopefully, maybe someday some billionaire walk along and and do everything I can for the juniors because they're our future and we need them. And if any kid sends me a note saying, I listen to your show, we send them a prize. All we want to do is give them stuff. We got a few sponsors and uh, that's what we want to do. We, w- we want to project our knowledge and our information toward these kids and uh, they can find us. We have a Facebook page. It's under Phantom Radio Show. Uh, I have a Facebook page under Len Nicholson. Contact us. Let us know you're out there, and we'll send you a prize. So there's a place on there to sign up. It's very simple. Just look for us, and uh, I could talk about that for a couple hours. But let's get back to John Janowitz because I got a question here, John. In fact, uh, I announce all the time about a month in advance who's going to be on, and, and some, one of the kids sent me a message. And said, oh, yeah, John, he's doing well. I want to be like him when I grow up. (laughs) I said, okay, what do you want me to ask him? All right, ask John Janowitz. This is from Johnny Parker, and he's from, uh, oh, man, I put it aside here. I can't, I don't don't see it right now, but I'll find out where he's from in a minute. Um, He said, find out from John what's the best tip he can give to a junior bowler.
0: Hmm. <clears throat> Best tip for a junior bowler. <clears throat> um, definitely learn the mental side of the game, which we kind of talked about earlier. And the other thing too, is, you know, really try to get a good grip on all different aspects, you know, of, of the game, you know, you know, understand your equipment, you know, understand RGs, differentials, drilling, surface preparation, understand lane surfaces, you know, when it comes to, you know, older, Older synthetics, you know, HPL versus uh, Pro Lane and whatnot. You know, you want to, um, you know, uh, understand oil patterns, different types of oils. You know, the more you can understand about all aspects of ball motion and what goes on past the foul line, you know, the more educated you are, it's easier to make, you know, quicker decisions on, you know, lane play and and transition and how to get lined up. So I mean, that's probably you know, there's probably one thing you know, really try to immerse yourself in, you know, a lot of the different aspects that, uh, you know, involve ball motion, as well as, you know, your own physical game and learning how to, you know, spin it a little bit more, you know, get, get versatility, you learn to roll it more, throw it harder, throw it softer. And, uh, you know, so that way, you know, you allow yourself the the best opportunities to, uh, you know, not be, uh, you know, <laughs> give yourself the best opportunities to score on any, any tournament and on any lane condition.
1: Boy, that's some great tips right there. Um, the versatility part, uh, you know, that just takes practice and it, it means that you practice more than one way. You know, a lot of people have a great strike game if it's a third arrow shot, but they can't, they don't know how to play the gutter. And the reason is they never practice it, practice, yep. whatever you can, all different types of things. And, uh, this fellow sent me this. I don't know how old he is, but his name is Johnny Parker, and I found gotcha. it here. He's from Fort Worth, Texas, and so mm-hmm. Johnny, we're going to send you out a prize suit just for that. Uh, all right, uh, we got a couple minutes left, John. Uh, here, here's a question they got, you know, about a year ago, and we were going to have you on then, but then you went on the road. and it, It's hard to get a hold of you. So this one is. I see John, uh, I see JJ, I guess everybody's calling you JJ. Uh, Mm -hmm. I see JJ on the Facebook all the time, and he looks very slender, but all I do see him do is eat dessert. So how does he keep a trim body?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Pretty much going to the gym uh, four to five days a week. That's pretty much how it happens. Um, But uh, I work pretty hard in the off season. But, uh, yeah, that's really more of it than anything. I definitely like desserts and, and, and chocolate and whatnot. But, uh, you know, like anything, just portion, you know, just portion control. And, uh, you yeah, know, I, I eat a lot of small meals per day. I don't eat big – very not very often. I'll eat, you know, really heavy meals. I try not to eat a lot at night and, uh, you know, also try to consume uh, a lot of water, not just at the gym but also, uh, you know, over the course of the day. You know, one of the things I always try to do is, you know eat, you know, drink about half your body weight in ounces per day to, you know, kind of help keep your, uh, help flush yourself out, keep your metabolism going. So, uh, you know, that's, um, that's part of it. So, and, and just good metabolism too from, from my parents.
1: <laughs> uh, that That's a great tip. Uh, every time i talk talked to the doctor, uh, they tell me drink as much water as you can. He says, water will never hurt you. Lay off them sodas, uh, drink that water. And, uh, you know, you mentioned there right at the end parts uh, is something that I want to say. Um, anybody who loves their mother as much as you do has got to be a great person. I always see you hugging your mom, and you're always talking about your mom. How's she doing?
0: Yeah, she's doing okay. She's doing okay. So, uh, you know, like anything, yeah, she's 82 now, and uh, you know, actually just got to, just came back from the doctor. But I've uh, you know, been dealing with, uh, you know, COPD for now for for a while, it's been kind of progressively worse, but uh, your spirits are still good, so uh, you know, like she's, she's 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 hanging in there. So
1: fantastic! Well, give her our love and parts. I appreciate you being on. Looking at the old clock on the wall tells me we're just about out of time, and it's a, this show goes so quickly. One of the reasons they say it's the fastest show in all the sports. But I appreciate you being on with us and sharing all the information that you did. I always enjoy talking with you, and I want to thank you again for being here. And you keep up the good work out there on the lanes. You keep beating up all these old guys. You stay young. (laughs) And uh, I know you're going to be successful out there in the senior tour. Uh, There's another guy out there uh, from Las Vegas. I understand he, he just retired, Ron Moore. Is that true? Did he retire?
0: Uh, I'm not sure if he did or not, but yeah, I, I do see him here and there. He didn't, uh, I don't think he, he didn't bowl last week in Virginia, but uh, oh yeah, he's been hitting, uh, you know, pretty much most all of the stops. So uh, I'm sure I'll probably end up seeing him in Florida here, uh, you know, over the next few stops.
1: Well, he he came out in the senior tour just like you did, kick butt. I'm telling you, that guy was one of the best I've ever seen, and I never heard of him before. So that's uh, <laughs> yeah, something for you to look up to because you've done the same thing, Pards, but contend. Continuous good success to you, and I want to thank our sponsors before we go at Storm Bowling. They sponsor everything, and Barbara Christman, great, great people. Also, Brad Edelman from the High Roller, and also our good buddy, Hall of Famer Dave Kowalski. He's in the Coaches Bowling Hall of Fame up in Michigan. So for Phantom Radio, thanks again, John. This is the Phantom.
0: Thanks for having me again, Phantom. I appreciate it.
1: All right, my friend. When you're down and trouble And you need some love and care And nothing, Well, nothing is going right Close your eyes and think of me Soon oh I